Throughout history, many men have claimed to be the savior of mankind. They are dead. Christ is risen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Please be seated. What does the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ tell us that is different from others that claimed to be the Savior of mankind. Our God is a victorious God. He does not only come to confront himself in the flesh, sin, and death, but he is victorious over sin and death. He is, as you have heard me say, over a thousand times in the last almost decade, now the final word in this world. And his is the word of life and salvation for all who believe in him. Our God is victorious because death, the most powerful and final force in all the created universe, could not hold him. He is risen in victory over death. He has demonstrated to us that he is mightier than the greatest power known in the universe. Death. For death could not hold him. One of my favorite passages, Romans chapter 6, verse 9. For we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Can anyone finish it for me? Do you know why he will never die again? Because death no longer has dominion over him. Because death no longer has dominion over him. He who was the author of life subjected himself to confront sin and death in the flesh, but no longer. He has the victory. So what does this mean for us? Jesus and his victory is the first fruits of what was accomplished on the cross in Good Friday. What has happened to Jesus will happen to all of us. He is the first to be risen from the dead, but we too shall be raised with him. And indeed, this life begins, this new life in Christ, even now, through the power of God's word and the sacraments. We shall be raised, not to live a life as we lived it before, but raised in the victory which we celebrate tonight in Christ. We are told in the 15th chapter of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, beginning at the 53rd verse, for this perishable nature must put on the imperishable. And this mortal nature must put on immortality. 
So that which is temporal, that which is of this world, that which is of the dust, must put on what is eternal. These bodies shall be raised and are only, we are told by God's word, a seed of what will become. Now, if you take a seed and you put it into the earth when it dies, bury it in a sense, and it's added, water is added, symbolic of baptism. I'm trying to keep this sermon going because it's a long night, I know, okay? So follow me along. The seed goes into the ground, that's like us when we're buried, right? We, it's watered. We who have received the waters of baptism, right? And it begins to grow. But the difference between the seed and the flower that uh, emerges is great, Right? They're connected, but there's a huge difference. And so it's this body that shall be raised, but this body goes into the ground like a seed, and what is born in the resurrection on the last day is something completely, well, not completely different, but radically different. Radically different. For the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality. And so we are risen. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Whose victory? Christ's victory. The same victory that we celebrate tonight, we will see it brought to the fullness, to fruition in the resurrection of the dead. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy victory? O death, where is thy sting? And then the scriptures go on in verse 57 of the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians to say, Thanks be to God. Does anyone here know what it says right there? Verse 57. I know you don't want to show off. It says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's his victory and it's given to us. Even now, through the power of God's word, and by partaking of Christ in the holy and blessed sacrament, this new life, this risen life, begins. O death, where is thy sting? But the verse goes on in verse 58 to say, if we truly believe this, then something must be done. We must respond. It says, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. That is, continue in this faith. As you walk through this world, continue in the joy of the risen Christ, knowing that he has the victory and that his victory is your victory. Be steadfast. And then it says, be immovable. Immovable. That is, we're not to be tossed to and fro by our emotions or by the things of this world 
or by every wind of doctrine. Rather, we are to be immovable, knowing that we share in the victory of Christ even now. And so we shall never allow sin or death to overwhelm us to the point where we fall into despair. We become immovable. And then it says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That is, we who are the risen church of Christ must be about living out the new life of Christ in a world that does not know him. We are to abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The most powerful and final force in all the creation is death. And death cannot hold our Lord. Now the most powerful and the final word in this world, in all of creation, is the word of God, the word made flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord. And his victory is our victory today and forever. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia.